Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, and welcome to Two Girls One Shop. We are the two girls, Charlie and Nina, and the one shop is Sex Shop. Sorry, I've just interrupted the podcast, but with good reason. Ladies, tell the listeners why I've just interrupted this podcast. Well, because we've got some awesome deals for you on a t-shirt company called SOS Clothing, who's that they sell hoodies and t-shirts with really cool designs on. Um, and they are giving our listeners a three for two deal if you type in two girls at the checkout. Wow. Discount code is two girls. Is that number two or all letters? That's all letters. Wonderful. So T-W-O-G-I-R-L-S. And the website is www.sosclothing.co.uk? That is correct. Go get stuck in, support the podcast, wear the garms. Got anything to add to that, Nina? They do our merch as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to episode five of Two Girls, One Shop. We're on season four. Yes. Four? Four. We're on season four. It's very late at night for me. I'm normally in bed by now. Same. So um It's seven thirty. Yeah. Yes. What's the point? <laughs> it's so late, Sue, isn't it? Do, do, do you honestly go to bed at seven thirty? Oh yeah. I go to bed at oh. six. <laughs> <laughs> do you go to bed before your kids? Yeah. <laughs> Every night, I can't remember the last time I actually said goodnight to them, like, in their own beds. Well, they come in and say goodnight to me. Jesus Christ. I mean, I thought I went to bed early, and I go to bed about half ten, and I thought that was quite early. I've never like, the day. I went really? to bed at half I was, I was up really early this morning. Like, I was up super early uh, today. Uh I went and done a lecture on podcasting. Uh, I mean, the the irony there that uh, I was today telling uh, students about podcasting and I've started today's podcast, pressing me call and then going, right, who's going to do the intro then? (laughs) Uh, So should any of them students be listening to this? By Christ, I hope not. Uh, They were were quite young. Um, Yeah. Is that a massive no-no then? (laughs) Well, no, not really. I, I quite like it. I think it's quite... All of my podcasts are generally not edited, so I quite like the, just the normality of it. And, you know, it's it's more of a, a relaxed podcast. This, But, yeah, I actually went to a, uh, a, a private school today uh, and, and done a little chat to students. Um, and I wasn't sure whether to mention this, because they were like, oh, tell us what podcast you're doing. I thought, do I mention this one? Should I be? And mentioned everyone else and didn't mention us. I'm going to be absolutely fuming. I did only mention um, the the MMA one because I knew they'd know who Blake was because they'd probably watch the Inbetweeners. But like. Unreal, wouldn't you? And I thought, I can't start telling. Like, Fucking hell, Nina. I can't go, oh, right. Yeah, go on. I'll check out The Weapon. You'll love that episode. Like. <laughs> I can't... How old are they? Uh, probably about 14. All right. Well, this is adult content, and I don't really want children listening to it, so I'm completely fine with you. Right. Part your ego up, Nina. Think about the kids, all right? <laughs> you should have at least said, I do a really funny podcast with two girls, can't talk about it, but it's brilliant. Fair enough, I could have done that. You're out of order. 
we're embarrassed about you, but we drop your name all the time. <laughs> Proper mean. I want an old guy that just like muscles in on our podcast. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um. So where we are, episode five, series four. We've got one more to do after this for series uh, four. One thing about series four, we've got a sponsor, right? Yeah, we have S- SOS Coven. That's right. Um, they've got a new bit, haven't they? And I can't remember what it is. Buy our merch? I'm not sure. Are you, is, that, is that confirmed? Is that what it's called? <laughs> this is the worst advert for a sponsor <laughs> ever. SOSclothing.co.uk uh, uh, are the sponsors of the podcast. And basically what they do uh, is incredible streetwear. And what they also do is they've now set up a new side project as well, which I'm going to pull up on my phone now because I don't think it's officially launched as yet. But by the time this podcast comes out it certainly would have done so let me just see uh buy that merch uk um so go follow them on instagram buy that merch it's uh, an, a new offering from uh, the team behind sosclothing.co.uk um and yeah and then basically if you've got a band a podcast um you know a, a youtube channel and you need your own merch then hit them up and uh and they will sort out your merch uh and the deal that they offer is incredible um so yeah go check that but what deal do they do for listeners of this podcast and your merch well we've got a discount code but at the moment on their site um they've actually got free for two on everything nice i don't think you need a code for that get over there and get involved then yeah just go over you don't even have to mention us Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. <laughs> today's episode, let's open the shop up. Um, who's going to tell me the story today? Charlie is telling the story of the Sheriff of I South. I tell every story. You can tell a story. Right. <clears throat> the Sheriff of South Bend, because I've only encountered him walking up and down the high street. <laughs> so, so we're to details on the sheriff so this all i know is i've got the working title of the sheriff of south end yeah okay ladies tell me a little bit about him well he has his own theme music so every time he walks into the shop i shop the sheriff just strangely it comes on it might be me singing it as he's walking in (laughs) Um, and he's basically just like, you know, just one of the, <sighs> what, he's can just you a... say nutter? He's got well... mental health issues, obviously. He's an absolute nutter. He says the most outrageous things. <laughs> um, right, so <laughs> why Sheriff, Charlie? Well, he walks around with this, like, badge thing, like a sheriff's badge that um, is kind of more like an FBI badge, really. You know when they've got that little weird, like, metal beaded, like, Mm. necklace thing with that little leather and metal, like, badge? Mm. Like a lanyard type thing. Like a lanyard, but not, like, not shit. It's a proper, it's a proper good, <laughs> like, sheriff's badge thing that he's got. So, it's, yeah. Are I'll, we I'll talking like that. a kind of, like, warrant card thing that when the police flip open the wallet and they've got that kind of badge within it? Is that, like, that type of thing? No. Have you not seen them in, like, films and stuff? Yeah. Where they just like, have them hanging around their neck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why he gets called the sheriff. Yeah. Okay. Aside from that, those sheriff-like qualities, what does he look like? Um, he's about, I'd say, about sixty years old. 
Nah, it's got to be older than that. Yeah, it's got to be older than that now. Late... Oh, well, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> late 60s, I'd say, then maybe. Um, he seems just like, he looks just like your everyday, like, old man, really. There's nothing, he doesn't have any redeeming qualities. He's got, like, white hair. He's, he looks he looks quite normal. He wears, like, normal clothes. He's not, like, one of those people that you look at and go, he's mad. Yeah. yeah he looks not, like... The owl man of Southend. Do you remember the owl man that used to walk around with the, like, basket full of owls? And the... <laughs> no, the only um, person that was, you know... Uh, kind of would always be on the streets of South End when I used to sort of go up there clubbing in the 90s was a guy that worked on like the fruit and veg stall that if you threw a coin, he'd chase it. And he was up and down the high street constantly just like picking up coins. I don't know if he still does that. Yeah, he does. Penny Picker Steve. Penny Picker Steve, that's it? Yeah. How is he not a millionaire by now? Because he gives the money to charity. No way. Yeah, yeah, he does. Oh. Yeah, gives it all to charity. He's really a nice guy. I, I know. I feel bad now. Um, you could feel bad. Everyone treats Penny Pig Steve like a piece of shit, but actually he is a local hero. God. <laughs> I feel like I need to drive down there and apologise. <laughs> Maybe stick a score in his bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving him money, but people just like chuck it at him. Like I never like, chucked it at him. I used to put it in his bucket. He was he was always working on the the, uh, the the flower stall thing or whatever it was at the top of the ice street. I always walked past, and he, he looked a bit like um, uh, Brian Gittins, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. And I'd always kind of just pop a couple of quid in his little bucket. Bless yeah. him. I know. Did you ever see um, Beadle? I know we're going off the track, off like... He looked like a Beadle in disguise, didn't he? Yeah, Beadle's about. Yeah. Mm. I haven't seen him in a long time. He is probably dead, though. Oh, Beadle? Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, he died years ago. The Jeremy Beadle, he's a guy that looks like... You know who Beadle's about? And he's like undercover in like a sort of... Um, detective jacket and hat with glasses, like yeah. a fake Yeah, I think like... what you just described there was a, a policeman. <laughs> <laughs> it would generally be a policeman's outfit, I think. Oh well, he yeah, they call him Beadle. Okay. He might have a small hand as well. I don't know. Right, we'll look from police. Let's go back to sheriffs because I want to know how um, how often did he frequent the shop, Charlie? Oh, a couple of times a week. Okay, to purchase or just to be an irritant? (laughs) Mainly just to be an irritant, but he would occasionally buy something. Oh, what would he buy? He would buy, um, he'd usually buy like some sort of like suspender brief. Okay. (laughs) Something. But in the like tiny size because he um, had a girlfriend that lived in Thailand. Ah, okay. So yeah, so when he used to come into the shop when he wasn't buying something just to annoy everyone, he would actually go up to customers and be like, "All oh, this is wasted on English women," and like any English woman that was in there, he would be like, he would just say to them like they shouldn't be wearing it. Oh, he sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah, he's lovely. Um, if England was next to Thailand, or Thailand, what he <laughs> called it, um, if England was next to Thailand, then white women would be would be out of existence within a generation. Wow, he seems pretty woke just... as well. Like... <laughs> <laughs> It's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? It's a pretty fucking disgusting one as well. Um, <laughs> I mean, where do you interject in, in this kind of scenario in, in so far as running the shop? Like, because that's 
I, is that hate speech? I don't know. It's not fucking nice. I know that. So where do you stand on going? Uh, where does where does customer service? How does how do you apply customer service to telling someone to fucking shut up? <laughs> My experience. Well, yeah, of, I mean, of speaking first... to you, so you don't seem backwards in coming forwards with the, that kind of thing. The first time, I was like, "Well, that is completely prejudiced. Get the fuck out mm. now." Um, Were you concerned that you might get arrested that, by the sheriff? <laughs> well, I mean, when he did come back in, I did kind of want to know about his sheriff badge. Um, so I did let him back in. Uh, and basically, he said that he used to live in Thailand and um, he was a paramedic. And it's like a, a paramedic. Um, I don't know. What do you call it? Like, like, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, so. Hmm. I don't believe that. Yeah. I don't believe that. I, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't Did. believe it. Like, you're not going to start, you're not going to, it's not going to um, wash over it, is it? And you wouldn't want him in an emergency because he'd like be like, don't worry, paramedic here, and then have a look. And if you're like a white woman laying on the ground, he'd be like, <laughs> yeah, it's only, a, it's only a matter of a generation and she's gone yeah. anyway. Let her go now. <laughs> um, did you ever see his his missus? Yes. You did. Uh, so I uh, I see pictures of her. Right. Um, right. This is awful. The pictures he showed of her, she was in like a bed, dying of uh, AIDS. So, uh, but it was that was a pretty awkward moment and I'm like oh my god what's wrong with her like she looks so unwell in this picture um, and he and he wouldn't tell me and then one of his friends was like oh yeah she's dying of um, she's dying of AIDS fucking hell <laughs> well no and he's just like showing it around all proud the picture of her and I just thought god you, you must have a picture of her yeah, in a heyday. <laughs> that might be a, a picture on her Facebook, and that ain't the profile picture. So, wow, I had um, I had an experience when I was um, work working as a window fitter, and uh, I think I might have told you. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, and and I went into this house. It was in Basildon. Oh, have I said it on the podcast? The porn watching family. Yeah. But yeah. did I, and I've said it on the episode, yeah, so, yeah, with the son that then wanted me to sign his passport so he could yeah. bring his wife. Home. Oh yeah, I won't repeat myself then. Oh my god, yeah, that that that. 
he was just a vulnerable idiot that had just already sent his passport and uh, and birth certificate to uh, to Thailand uh, so he could meet his girlfriend. Um, that clearly had just stolen all of his ID and have much money transferred into a bank account for her, him, them, whoever it was. Um, oh God! I mean, what's your kind of thoughts on on the the, the whole kind of um, let, let's call, let's call it Thai bride scenario of you know because it's something that I, I, I try not to judge, but <laughs> occasionally you do see a couple and it will generally be a man that's maybe in his 60s uh, i'm generalizing here people that will invariably have some kind of maybe late 20s 30 year old uh very beautiful oriental partner uh and the cynic in me instantly just and i'd be lying and i think most people would be lying if they said they didn't just think oh that's really nice i wonder where they met like because you do just think oh he's, uh, <laughs> he's ordered himself a tire bride and and i just wonder what your thoughts are on that you're asking the wrong people well i mean <laughs> yeah. there's a history there with us in thailand yeah. um you don't ever see and especially working in the shop as well but I mean, I'm sure that this happens and there are people out there, but you don't ever see like a Caucasian woman with a Thai man. So there must be a lot of that like Thai bride scenario. But, you know, it's it's a really, really poor country. So the women will do anything to like leave that kind of place or like, you know, Tenna would feed their family for like a month do you know what i mean so, so do you see it as as a you know because it, you could look at it as a, a as a business transaction type way in the most crass way but like anything if you're going to be living with somebody then there has to be some kind of emotional connection doesn't there and some common ground and some something no no i don't think so like what personally for for, for someone who doesn't have to marry an dirty old man um just to feed my children um i've got the luxury of saying oh i'll only live with someone i've got a connection with Mm. i haven't got that that like i i would really doubt maybe over time you might create a friendship but i very much doubt a woman is going to go and stay in a house and fall madly in love with a man who has um, just bought her, hasn't really got to do any, there's no effort there, but mm. he hasn't got to be nice to her to keep her. He's providing her with a lifestyle that, you know, isn't really that glamorous in terms of like, you know, what we would consider glamorous. Um, there's no way she's like falling in love with a guy that she's got to cook for all the time, doesn't fancy, but still has to give a blowjob to. And like, it's not a fairy tale, is it? This ain't a Richard Gear moment. No, no, it's really not. No, I'm. I, I think it's. Uh, I'm not really damn with it. I think it's. It's. It's a bit weird. Uh, and yeah, but I, you know, I hope that they are. You gotta do, don't you? And I think like if these women weren't doing that, then they probably wouldn't like their quality of life is is lowered, isn't it? So you just. Yeah. Sometimes you just do what you've got to do to survive. Yeah. And if you come out of it and he dies and leaves you some money, it's been worth it, isn't it? <laughs> it's got to be the darkest episode we've ever done. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, <laughs> pillar talk. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. sorry. I feel I feel bad for like upsetting you, Stu, but I re- I don't think that it's a love story. No, it's not, and I, I totally agree. I totally agree, and I also th- see why people want to better their lives and the lives of their families, and like it makes total sense in 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 that aspect. But I, I guess that the, the the wider problem is that there shouldn't be people living in such poverty where that is the answer. Oh, hundred percent, 
hundred percent. But it's where the wind, isn't it? It's horrible. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Pillar talk. <laughs> Change the subject. Pillow talk. Oh my God, do you know what? I've got a pillow talk, and I just don't want to talk about it. Oh God, today. <laughs> the most impressive episode. Okay, right. Okay, this this it, this this seems weird. Jumping from that poverty-ridden AIDS conversation um, to have you ever masturbated at work? <laughs> Uh, normally flows this podcast and I just don't feel like there's a natural flow tonight <laughs> I, I don't think so because no, I've never really had a, a job <laughs> I've always sort of worked for myself and and that's always been of an evening in clubs and yeah it's not yeah I wouldn't really think about Knocking one out of the brush. That's not really. That's that's not that. But of use. Hi. I I have had sex at work before, not at the shop. Right. Not that that makes it any better, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, in in that aspect, then I've I've obviously had, you know, lots of kind of, I guess, snogs and stuff because. It's a club, and when I was young, then yeah, I guess that was. I don't ever remember like just like. Around snogging everyone's shoe. No, I mean that makes me sound like Russell Brand, and I really fucking weren't far from it. Like, um, do you still get women trying it on with you on the door? No, the 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 last the last girl that I thought uh, was kind of coming on to me. Uh, come up to me when I was DJing. This would have been maybe three years ago, uh, four years ago. And she said, are you Stu Whiffin? And I felt quite flattered. And I went, yeah. And then she said, oh, uh, you went to school with my mum. She said to say hello. Oh. Hi, uh, yeah, tell I said hello. Cheers. Thank you. I'm going to go back to DJing now. <laughs> I just felt really fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think you would know if someone was flirting with you anyway, Stu. You're very, like, humble and you probably wouldn't believe that someone would be interested in talking to you. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not very good at that type of thing. I'm very not good at reading uh, signals and body language, I guess. I actually did – I've done, um, done an NLP course. Have any of you done that? What's that? No. Neurolinguistic programming. And uh, and so basically it's it's a, I guess a kind of loose study of body language. Um and so there's a book called is it called The Game? I think it's called The Game. And it's written by uh this American dude who's probably uh my age, bald. Uh I think he's like he's kind of olive skinned. Um, a very, you know, you wouldn't go, oh, he's a really handsome man. Like, he looks very, very normal, um, if there is such a thing. But he, you wouldn't, being brutally honest, you wouldn't give him a double take if he was, you know, uh, if he was a, a female or, or, or a man, whatever, you know, you're into and, and walk past him. And, uh, and he, he basically wrote this book where he practiced um, NLP and uh and he would use it to 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 meet women uh and there's a thing called negging which i don't know if you know about negging and so what you'll do is uh he he would do things like it's quite crass this book um as a kind of social study of 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 how the mind works and how you can use these things to manipulate every politician is trained in neuro-linguistic program. I'll, I'll talk about that in a, in a little bit, but I'm certainly not an expert on NLP. I've done a course on it and that's it. And that was a few years ago. But what he would do is he'd go up to like the most beautiful girl in the room and go, oh, wow, like 
that dress is beautiful. Like, um, there's an, a, a, someone else wearing one, like, just like that over there as well. And, like, and you would compliment them, then place that, and then walk off. And then they would kind of then want to go, oh, hang on. And then they'd call you back. And then what you'd also do, and the, the, the negging kind of thing was probably best explained here, where you would go to like a, you know, a table of girls and you would sit, like you would sort of squeeze in, go, do you mind if I come sit and have a chat? And you'd sit next to the prettiest one and then turn your back on her and talk to the girl the other side of her. And then all of a sudden, that pretty girl is going, why is he not talking to me? Why is he just, and will kind of then want his attention. And it's how it rolls from there. I mean, he ended up, who did he end up going out with? He ended up like having sex with like famous American like actresses, uh, actresses, sorry. Um, it's crazy, this book of of like what he would do within the realms of neurolinguistic programming and 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 how he would use that. So if you look at um like uh if, like, Tony Blair is and then what you have is you have like a kind of uh, a, a sort of a a sort of safe point. So Tony Blair, whenever he talks, he puts his fingers together like that. And that's his kind of Zen right there. That's, that's kind of his little moment where he pushes his fingers together and he stresses his points. So what you'll also do when you talk to people is if you want to project like your kind of positivity, like you'll go, it's quite hard to explain over an audio podcast, but you'll go, <laughs> the thing is like, um, you know, if you want to sort of love and 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 be happy and be positive, all the time you're doing that, you'll be patting yourself or tapping yourself. And then if you say things like, you know, because what you don't want is like unhappiness and like, and then you sort of motion away from you when you talk about negative things. And these things all kind of manifest in, in the person that you're talking to. It's, it's really like, this is absolute base level and I'm probably getting some of it wrong because it's been a while but it's really fucking mad and this go on YouTube and put in NLP and the game and there'll be so much stuff you can watch on it watch um they'll they'll dissect the uh the Clinton I did not have sexual relationships uh they'll break down that and say don't need to be you don't need to be trained in body language to know that you definitely banged her doesn't admit it doesn't admit it how it what but Harry phrases it, the Michael Jackson thing with the uh, the young kid where he he kind of deals with that. Like they break it down, like the 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 NLP that they use, and it's it's quite mad. Like I I was um I was sitting in at my old office, and this guy come over from a, a company in Austria, and he come over and and I was sitting at my desk, and he was standing sort of to the side of me, and I was sort of looking up and chatting to him. And every time he mentioned, like, how good his product was, he'd kind of go, oh, and the thing is, so we know that we're top of the game, Stu, and he'd just put his, uh, he'd tap his hand on my shoulder. And every time he said something positive, he would tap me on my shoulder. There's a little bit of that kind of Pavlov's dog to it as well. But, but yeah, the game is a mad book to read, and it's a little bleak, and it's not very... It's got sinister undertones, but as a as something to kind of look at, and then once you've kind of you, you you get a little grasp of what NLP is, you can see people doing it everywhere. When you, you can see people like business heads use it constantly, and like you can you can you know some people just fucking reek of it, and you just think, oh fucking hell, mate, all right, look, I can see what you're trying to do here. But yeah, it's uh, it's well worth a look, and uh, and the game's well worth a read. Are there any like t- tips on how to get hot men to sleep with me? Yeah, in there, no. or is it just like all focusing on? Well, obviously, does that it, work. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course, it's the same. On isn't a man, it? like so, if I like put my back to a man that was hot, and started mm. talking to his like less hot mate. Mm. Would, uh, it, would he be female? Well, I, I guess so. I mean, I, I think, you know, generally we're we're more desperate and stupid than, than women, aren't we? So uh, I, I imagine it would probably be even more effective. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. try it out and I'll let you know. Yeah, get, in, get involved in YouTube and then, yeah, let us know our... Uh, I mean, you're, you're walking around <laughs> nightclubs fucking reading tarot cards and telling people their fortunes. I mean... 
maybe park that up next time and just go around and uh, and just sit <laughs> next to random people and then just instantly turn your back on them. <laughs> the thing is, that could also backfire like, fuck me, she's rude. <laughs> yeah, people think that all the time anyway. Mm. So the thing is, Stu, you don't need to give us any more ideas for cons because <laughs> you know what like. And also, there's a flaw in this plan because there's no hot men in South End. So. Is that official now? Yes. What about so, the electrician? No. I'm, I'm starting to wonder whether he was even hot at all, whether I was just desperate. <laughs> Did you do, like, your uh, uh, Charlie and Nina... Uh, fuck, you are the fucking sheriffs of South End. Did you not get your fucking... <laughs> Uh, police hats on and do like the uh, your investigative journalism into finding out more about electrician man. Yeah, but I can't be bothered. It's too right. easy. I forget his number. I could just call him. All oh, right, there's always that. Yeah, so it's not fun. It's, like, there's no hunt there, Stu. So, is the chase better than the kill? Yeah, always. always. I'm not interested in actually meeting these people and starting a relationship with them. I just enjoy. Yeah finding out about them yeah. and then when they get too close like they start liking your pictures or something and then it's like no i'm done, I'm done yeah definitely yeah what's their <laughs> fucking problem Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of weirdo likes my photo after i've stalked him for six months oh no <laughs> fucking losers <laughs> I know, but it is it is like that though isn't it because how the fucking hell have i made series four <laughs> We're still finding out little bits and bobs about you, Stu. We've only just found out. We haven't put really any in, in um, like any effort into finding stuff out about Stu, have we? I'm pretty much out there, aren't I? There's, there's, there's not a lot to not know. Like, and there's... Know. you did shock me the other week with the sex in silence thing. So, I mean, maybe you're a man that has a little bit more depth than we thought. Just ain't got a stereo. that seemed to really freak pip out as well so i've then gone and spoke to pip about this uh yeah he's got a playlist of course he has i was like normal and and i I found that really weird and like and I, i can't i can't be thinking of him having it off that's just fucking strange that's just like watching a dog hump he's so fucking airy like i couldn't yeah, I can't, I can't bear to entertain the thought that he's got some kind of sex playlist. Uh, I wouldn't want to know what was on Chrissy's. And the thing is as well, where I'm quite a snob with music as well, I think I'd be really judgmental as well. Like, oh, right. Uh, this is my sex playlist. You'd be like, I'm out of here. I, I do think that would have an effect, 100%. I am that fucking prophetic when it comes to 
Jesus Christ, you put that on that playlist. Why would you do that? I agree with you completely. Like someone sent me their top five sex songs the other day. And I was just <laughs> right, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't just fucking glance, gl- glance over that, Charlie. Right. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> it was just some guy that I was talking to. And I was like, oh, talking about the podcast um, and about the sex songs thing um, and about coming onto hardcore listings and doing the top five ultimate sex songs oh you've got to do that that will be really good because chris will get all excited he'll be all over that and i'll just be like some kind of miserable jack d type fucking grump <laughs> yeah i don't I, I don't think we're gonna be able to agree on it because this guy was like one of his i think it was like number two on his list of being in the top was pony <laughs> what and i just you know pony the um oh, you know pony? Song. Oh no! From it's Magic cool. Mike. Well, it's and really I, old. I, I just was—it just cringed me out, and I just thought I that would just—I couldn't have sex to that song. It's just to too cringy. So I, I love the song. I love that song. No, like, I love that song. And I've I never seen dancing to it. I've never <laughs> seen Magic Mike, but it's like really old that song. Like and uh, and. <laughs> We used to play at Pip and I at our club night, but we used to joke because it's a bit raunchy. If I played it, because I'd generally open up the night, it'd be like, wait, 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 what are you doing? It's not 10 o'clock. And I would have to play that after the watershed. <laughs> it'd be like, can't be playing pony till after 10. Bit too rude. <laughs> it's a proper tune. I love it. Is Magic Mike good? Yeah. Because again, whilst oh, we're yeah. just discussing Pip, and I know he listens, so uh, he <laughs> loves Magic Mike. Uh, and that was a, no, when you think you know someone, and then all of a sudden they just kind of take you by surprise. I mean, double it's there. He he likes uh, Magic Mike, and he's got a sex playlist. Both of them things weird me out about him. They neither of them surprising me about him at all. That's quite progressive of him, actually. Yeah. Because men are quite threatened by Magic Mike. Um, yeah. But the second Magic Mike is actually really good. And there's a few scenes in it that are so funny. The like scene- the Joe Manganiello one. Oh, where, he's in, where he's in the petrol station. It kills me. It's so funny. And it's brilliant. And it's one of the best scenes in any film ever. Um, and what's he doing to Backstreet Boys? Yeah, starts dancing to Backstreet Boys, and it's just so good. Um, Does he do magic? <laughs> what Mike? Yeah. Because <laughs> when you think of Magic Mike, you think of someone doing a turn at a lot like, of working men's club in like Cleethorpes or something. <laughs> Couple of kids' birthdays, a little bit of sleight of hand. <laughs> That'd be a better film. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Um, do they do magic? I don't think so. Ah, oh, don't, don't <laughs> I can't do what it remember. says on the tin. Should have a word with trace description there. It's <laughs> <laughs> good though. I don't think I'd like it because I'm not like massively into that sort of thing and men dancing like like well not not men dancing. I love men dancing, but like strippers is not really my thing. Um, but I go to quite a few stripper nights because one of my sisters is like stripper mad. Are are they as debauched as my stories that I've heard from people I knew in the 90s? What stories have you heard? I mean, literally just grabbing this guy. And when I say grabbing, I mean grabbing. Oh, yeah. Was it you that was saying about the... Oh, no, I don't don't think it was you actually, Charles, because I would have been there. And I don't think we would have been in that sort of situation. But so, someone had told me a story where they'd gone to like a party with a stripper and the guy was going, oh, I think it might have been Susie. Anyway, the guy was going round and one woman just like starts giving him a blowjob. Yeah. Like while he's sitting around a table. And then he goes like from woman to woman. Yeah. And then giving her a blowjob. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that I've heard about. 
I'm like, oh my god, I would not want to be like the last one either. <laughs> I like the fact that first, second, or third. Fair enough. Anything <laughs> after that, leave it. Out. Well, who, who's like, I'm next. <laughs> after someone else's own bike, their mouth round is dead. Who's like? I'm, maybe I'm not in the spirit of it. Maybe I'm a super Scrooge, but you know. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I think that's, uh, that's perfectly fucking normal to go, nah, I'm all right, thanks. Um, back to dancing. Um, <laughs> so you're out, so let's say you've had a couple of dates and it's going well with someone and you go out and some music comes on and he can't dance. What's the deal? That's every man I've ever been out with. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do men, can men dance in general? I don't know. I don't actually know any men that can dance. Really? Yeah. So I think I can dance. Do you? Like, I on. think so. A little, <laughs> like, but I, but my, most of my mates can dance. Like. I'm not suggesting I'm going to get up and start like doing fucking salsa, but like I do think I've got a sense of rhythm. And what like, sort of dancing? What's that? What sort of dancing? What well, are you just talking like, about? If you go clubbing, like, like having a dance, like a, you're dancing about like a two step. What's yeah. That? Well, no, I don't just do like a fucking foot shuffle, like. <laughs> <laughs> what have I fucked? This ain't even pillar talk. Oh, right. <laughs> I like, do you know it's what? I'm not gonna dance. write I'm not I gonna mean... write a fucking check I can't cash here, right? I'm not a good dancer, but like I enjoy dancing and I feel comfortable dancing and I feel that like I'm in time with the music and the rhythm is kind of there. Uh but it's weird. 48-year-old men shouldn't be dancing. It looks odd. Like, but as a youngster, I was the singer in a band, so I had to move and I had to have a bit of rhythm. So, yeah, I, I, and most of my mates, like, are all, you know, like Chris, obviously from our Chris, he's a really good dancer. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, what? Are you sure? Yeah, Chris is a really good dancer. Like, he's he's like... I don't know what sort of dancing it is. Almost like that kind of sort of street dancing stuff. Like he's pretty cool at dancing. Like, uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I don't think like anybody's going to be starting like ripping fucking head spins and stuff like that. But most of my mates, like, I never really had mates that wouldn't dance. If we went out clubbing, like all of my mates would be dancing and we'd like generally be the first people on the dance floor. Have I told you when I was the first person on the dance floor at Club Art when I fell over? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was really horrible. Well, the thing so, is, you have these stories, and then you go, "Oh, I'm quite a good dancer, actually." And you just think, "Oh, you should do because yeah, most of the time laying on the dance floor <laughs> for ages." Yeah, yeah. Somebody once described me as dancing uh, like Balu the Bear uh, in uh, uh, Baloo the Bear in uh, Jungle Book. Like that, okay. that, uh, that then made me think. I do dance a bit like that. Right. So yeah, that that kind of knocked me confidence for a bit. But yeah, I'm back. Bit of disco. Yeah, I'm away. You just like to dance? I love to dance. We we love a little dance, don't we? I'm you know? always dancing, believe it or not. I know I'm miserable, but then <laughs> I'm not on talking about this podcast. I dance quite a fair bit. Around the <laughs> Around the house, anytime there's music on in the car, I'm, um, if yeah, in the car is like I'll just dance wherever I'm going from A to B. I won't even stop, even when I can <laughs> see people looking at me going, "What the fuck is she doing?" Because I'll be singing as well, which I can't, and I can't sing. That I was yeah, talking about. This, <laughs> I was talking about this last night. If I could have one thing I could do, I'd love to be able to sing. I'd love to yeah. be able to sing like properly. That would be just. The, best just be able to get on a mic and just proper how i'd love to be able to do that that'd be fucking amazing was there anything on that guy's top five sex song playlist that was sexy not in my opinion no i can't really remember what they are but i remember reading it just cringing so much at it 
because Pony's well cliche, isn't it? Like, that's just, that's sexy by the fact that it's in that film. And yeah, I don't know. And the content of the lyrics as well of, I'm going to ride you like a fucking pony. <laughs> like, I'm it's not to be like dancing with someone, like grinding with someone to that song in a, like a club or whatever. Mm. But to do that specifically, once you've taken someone home, yeah, that's that's a bit of a. Oh wow! Right, this has opened another fucking chapter. Do you do that grinding thing then, where like people are dancing and you kind of like move your yeah. ass against them and stuff like that? Wow! Yeah, that's a classic. Is it? Classic Nina move that is. Right, explain the kind of a, a, <laughs> approach to this because, uh, firstly, it's never happened to me. That's the sort of thing that I've just seen in like films and TV. <laughs> uh, and need to say, it don't really happen, you know, to uh, to, to the cure at, at the brush. Um, but I can imagine if, like, <laughs> but obviously, if Pony comes on, it, it would soundtrack more moves like that, I guess. So I guess I'm kind of undoing what I was saying about it being a sexy song, but. So, because I always want to know what the kind of deal is with that. Because if I was standing there and an attractive girl started rubbing her ass against my crotch, I, I think I'd be like, oh, is it inappropriate to have an erection on the dance floor? And like, <laughs> and also, like, what, what, what does the guy do? Does the guy just kind of put his hands behind his head and just go crack on? Like, what, what, what's, what's the deal with that? Because, not that I'm ever going to find myself in that situation. Uh, and if I do, someone just go, well, mate, you're 48. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like, what's the deal with that? Like, when is that all right to do that? Well, I'm never all right for you to do it. <laughs> yeah, you clarify that. No, I'm never going to go and start rubbing my ass against <laughs> some unsuspecting dude. <laughs> Although do, you like I would- do you like pony, mate? um yeah i mean usually i'm absolutely done for anyway so that's it and i don't really have many dance moves i'm not a great dancer but i can like twerk and can grind and that's that's my skills so that's it what's the guy meant to do when you do that um well it depends. It really does depend. So they can dance with me. It's a bit weird if they're just standing still. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> so obviously you, you initiate a dance with them. <laughs> Why does dancing sound so weird when you, like, break it down into, like, small increments? Um, so they want to dance with you anyway, assumedly. I mean, no one's ever asked me to dance. Is this just purely dancing or is this based on attraction as well? Um, ah, it's just dancing, I think. Okay. I mean, okay. obviously, I wouldn't really be... I mean, well, actually, that's not true. I don't know. Well, yes, I would dance with someone I wasn't attracted to. It's just, just dancing, isn't it? Yeah, but then rubbing your ass against their bollocks is a bit different, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to you don't have to do that. You right. can you can sort of dance seductively without like giving someone a boner. Right. I've never <laughs> not given someone a boner, but I hear that it's possible. <laughs> oh dear. Charlie, your approach to uh uh twerking and grinding. <laughs> Well, do you know what? I wouldn't really dance like that because the only places ever go is the brush. Mm. Um, but back in the day, there were. Do you remember Icon and D? Uh, Icon and Diva. Yeah, Basildon. Yeah, yeah. So they used to have an R and B room. I can't remember which one it was. Oh yeah. Um, and it was a quite a small, like intimate, like room compared to the rest of the club. Um, and it was just R&B music. So everyone was dancing like that. And it was really quite acceptable to just yeah. go up to a guy in there who was also dancing and dance like that. And then at the end of the song, just go to the bar and yeah. never see each other again. So, you know, I think you can kind of dance with someone in that way without 
there being anything other than that. Yeah. Yeah. It was it wasn't it was just dancing. It wasn't in that kind of environment, but in quite a lot of more like house music and dance music, it's a little bit more of an aggressive predatory environment. Mm. Yeah. So I guess it depends where you are. Well, yeah. I mean, we're soaked in the brush because not like no one will talk to us generally. Unless so. they're paying you to tell them their fortunes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Yeah. I've, I, 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 yeah. I've, I've don't think I've, I've ever danced. I don't think well, I'm of an age where my first clubbing experiences uh, was a, a, a club in Grays. Um, wait for the name. It's good. Pizzazz. Um, <laughs> um, and it, it was huge. It's this massive nightclub in Grays, uh, which sounds crazy because it's Grays. Um, and I would sort of try and get in there at, at 17. And, and what it would, you'd always go on a Thursday night and, uh, and it shut at two, but at about half one, uh, You'd have to wear trousers to go to get in there then as well. So you'd wear like I was probably still trying to squeeze into my school trousers, uh, and uh, and yeah, and, and some kind of like bad shirt. Um, and you would go around at half one. They would they would play the same songs, right? They'd, they'd drop they'd, they'd kind of drop the tempo. And the D, this was when DJs used to talk on the mic more as well. And it'd always be someone with that DJ voice. Yeah, okay, uh, why don't you? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, go and uh, go and find yourself a dancing partner. Uh, it's that time of the night, uh, and then it would like literally be a million love songs uh, by Take That, uh, End of the Road, Boys to Men. Uh, can you remember um, If Only for Tonight? Don't be a strange by Dina Carroll. Bit of that. Oh uh, yeah. And uh, you can reach me by sailboat. Get a bit of Alita Adams. <laughs> Right, and then it was it was good because it meant that it. I, I guess maybe R and B is that now, but it, it made it like perfectly acceptable to go up to the girl that you kind of fancied and go, "Do you want to have a dance?" And you'd then go and have a slow dance in a nightclub for like oh. four songs, which seems crackers now. The thought yeah. that oh, that would lovely. ever happen. Gone are the days though that that used to happen. So I remember slow dancing mm-hmm. at like the end of the night. Oh you right, so it, it carried on into sort of your generation yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. Do you remember um, when Mayhem first opened and they had their student night on a Monday? Mm. At the end of the night, they always played Champagne Supernova. Yeah, and it was one of those ones where everyone would just put their arms around each other and start yeah. swaying, and then like at the end of the song, the lights would come on. Yeah, but like you said, I think it's when nightclubs used to shut at like two o'clock in the morning, and now they're open until everyone is just so fucked from yeah. drinking and tired as hell, and they're like falling out of the nightclub at five o'clock. They don't remember up to that point, do they? So yeah. it was just a different time. It, it was, and, and uh, what you're saying is is quite a nice. <laughs> happy ending to the night where there's connection and everybody's in unison with their arms around each other. The night, the lights would then come up after the last song, which would have been get here by Alita Adams. Uh, and as the lights come up, um, one, one specific, uh, time, uh, a girl said to me, you look, um, just like this geezer that goes to my college who's in a band and he's a dick. And I was thinking she's talking about me, isn't she? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but then what would happen is the lights would come up and then unless you was having a, a, a kind of kiss and a cuddle when you was going to, you know, go somewhere else with that person, they'd generally just go, right, I'm going to get me coat. And jeans are a different ball game. But when you've been slow dancing with someone for half an hour and you've still got your kind of fun size Mars bar in your pocket and then they just walk off and you're wearing trousers, there was just an army of men all desperately trying to sort of fold their lob on behind their belt or something like that because trousers <laughs> hid nothing. <laughs> Untuck their shirt. And it it like was exactly that. Yeah. It was just loads of really awkward <laughs> geese with bonus. 
<laughs> no one needed Viagra then. That was that that come way after that. Back there, you didn't even want one. It was like <laughs> <laughs> dear oh dear. I remember the first time I found out um uh about Viagra and I was DJing at the brush and there was four of my mates from Ockenden. This would have been about 96, 97. And I looked over and it was like we'd only been out in about 10 minutes. I could see four of my mates just like absolutely cracking up so i put like a long record on i sort of jumped down from the video i went what are you laughing at and they just all went here look and like and they all just had lobons in their jeans and i was like why are you all <laughs> why have you all got bonus and they're like we just took these blue tablets man and like and it was really really funny because they were just laughing so much it was making me crack up I went back and probably bumped into them again at about half 12, one o'clock in the morning. I weren't laughing anymore. It really <laughs> weren't funny. They're now having a really bad night. Uh, like, yeah, just won't fuck off. <laughs> I have a funny story about Viagra. It's not my story. It's actually someone else's story. Um, <clears throat> so this guy um, who I know, um, he was going to propose to his girlfriend. And so he thought, Nice restaurant, fancy hotel, pop the question, go back, have loads of sex. Mm-hmm. So he's this like, sounds, This sounds like a beautiful evening. It's a beautiful evening. They've had the time of their lives. Um, and so, and the best is yet to come for him, right? Yeah. So he's like, Let's order dessert. So he pops off to the loo, takes a Viagra, and comes back. And, like, pops the question to her, says, you know, will you marry me? Having taken this Viagra, she says no. Mm-hmm. And so he has to walk away from the restaurant crying with a boner. That's a bad night. That's not a happy ending. I no. thought you was going to say he ordered dessert and had, like, uh, a nut allergy or something and went into shock and had to go to hospital and was on a stretcher with a boner. <laughs> No, worse, worse than that. He got turned down, broken up with, and he had to walk away crying with a boner. Oh, that's a long night of crying and wanking, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do with it anyway? Cry wank. My my mate, uh, (laughs) again, this was probably late 90s, uh, got Viagra. uh, And again, I think he thought it was going to last about an hour. and, And I think... Uh, in in his very I won't say wax and actually you probably give away his um, but um, <laughs> but said uh, he spent about three hours watching the Cartoon Network to try and take his mind off of sex and his lop on <laughs> he was just trying to think of anything other than the least erotic thing you could think of he was like I'm sling on the Cartoon Network but he said no just wouldn't fuck off uh, yeah Right, well, we are at 59 minutes 25, so I guess we can uh, start to wrap up episode five. What's coming up in episode six? What's the last one? Um, oh. is about Monica. Oh, yeah. 68-year-old Monica. She's not 68 anymore. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, She's like 78 now. Um, yes, it's about Monica, who's a lady that we used to work with, who is one of the characters I've ever met yeah. or ever meet. Okay, well, I've got a few notes on her, which uh, <laughs> lead me to believe this could be quite an interesting episode. Well, ladies, thanks for opening the shop today. Um, it's been nice hearing about the Sheriff of South End. Have you seen him about, like, (laughs) post-lockdown? Do you just want to finish on the low? Um, We see him... um, ...down, and he looked really ill. Like he was really, really skinny. Like his clothes were hanging off of him, barely even recognised it was him. It was only his sheriff lanyard that gave it away. 
otherwise you wouldn't have even known that it was the same person so um and I haven't seen him since so that's been over a year yeah I think he met the same fate well it's been a lovely chat (laughs) hoping you weren't gonna (laughs) oh blimey um, well, look, we'll be back next week uh, to discuss Monica. Um, and also, if this is your first time listening to uh, Two Girls, One Shop, then you've got another three series and you've already got um, a, a further three episodes uh, on this series to go and get stuck into. Your references is these, these go forwards where we, we look back uh, um, and we'll constantly refer to people that have been on previous episodes. So go go back uh Go backtrack and, and binge everything if you've not listened and get completely up to speed with some of the uh, bananas people that have uh, frequented uh, the adult shop. Uh, ladies, I'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>